3: for ends June 30th, 2024.
1: Welcome to Good Morning Football, everybody. Parade Day on this Wednesday, February 16th. It is happening out in Los Angeles, 2 p.m. Eastern. Andrew Siciliano anchoring that coverage. I'm sure parades bring lots of memories to you. Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara.
3: Absolutely. Parades down the Canyon of Heroes. For L.A., though, it's just going to feel like normal traffic because I'm pretty (laughs) sure we all felt like we were on parades when we were out there last week.
1: Life's a parade. We've got Peter Schrager, Kyle Brent. Hey, everybody. I'm Jay Adams. Thank you for choosing to watch us this morning. It's time for the lead block.
0: Lead Lead block. block. Let's
1: go lead block. The L.A. Rams are your Super Bowl champions. That parade is today. We're all very, very excited about it. Super Bowl 56 was the most watched television show in five years, seen by over 100 million viewers in almost 200 countries. So you've seen all the big moments. But here's what some of those moments sounded like. Let's go mic'd up.
4: Ryan Allen about to snap it to him. Stafford has it, surveys the end zone. He it for OBJ!
5: Odell Beckham Jr. This is a Super Bowl loaded with stars. And
6: he's as big as there is. Sur les 43 yards, Joe Burrow qui va lancer, bonne protection cette fois, il a du temps. Et il va lancer là-bas justement vers Jamar Chase. Oh la réception en deux temps. Voilà la connexion dont on vous parlait. (tousse) Joe Mixon, il a pris le blitz,
7: play-action, play-action, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Remi Mihaya Joe, Mihaya
6: Joe. Higgins, Higgins a fait le courant. Touchdown, Higgins, touchdown, Higgins.
0: اول لقطه بالمباراه بعد الهاف
4: you, you can see the proper nouns, right? i was like oh, Beckham Jr. T.
5: Higgins. Good
4: question on the British call. There's a T. Higgins touchdown. How do they not say it's tea time? Like that's oh, perfect oh, on a tea well for played, you guys. On well, tea, Come bro. on. That
1: was awesome. very cool. No fun. fun. Those plays in <laughs> over 200 countries. Now, one voice that resonates and everyone understands and listens to in the football world is recently removed quarterback mm, Tom Brady. Well What? I'm not using retired. I'm not falling for this trap. After the Rams took home the hardware at SoFi on Sunday night, TB12 weighed in on what he thinks about the Super Bowl champion Rams and their quarterback, Matthew Stafford.
0: That was a very...
6: Talented quarterback, and he went to a very competitive organization where you have Aaron Donald there and you had Jalen Ramsey. And I know those guys are great competitors. You had Sean McVay, who's a great young coach. And then they bring in in the same year, they bring in Odell, and, you know, he has a great first quarter and a half of that game. And, and they go and they trade for Von Miller. You got to do whatever it takes to get the job done and to put yourself in the positions to win Super Bowls because these things are really hard to earn. You can't buy them. You got to go earn them. You know, when you watch the Rams approach, and, you know, they could go the other way but it's not from lack of effort. You know, that's an organization that's determined to go out there and win Super Bowls. You know, I have a lot of respect for that.
1: That's Tom Brady on his podcast. It's called Let's Go. Jim Gray, Larry Fitzgerald, also on that podcast. Give it a listen. And yes, he... Could be in a broadcast booth or something that Tom Brady or on a set somewhere because he hit it. We've been talking about it a lot, the additions to help them become Super Bowl champions. It started with that Stafford trade on January 30th. So if we look around the league and spin it forward to this offseason, we had kind of like a split. And We were standing there slap happy on that turf about what this means for the rest mm-hmm. of the league. Or if Other teams going to go all in if they're close and feel like they can contend? What do they do as far as free agency and trades? Who is going to make big moves like the Rams did? And which team should, Kyle?
4: You ever go on a work trip like we did last week, sometimes you get on the same schedule with someone in a hotel, like you're always going in the elevator at the same time, you're always at the coffee, but you just keep running into them. You know who I was on the same schedule with last week in LA? Bears quarterback Justin Fields. I probably saw him seven times. And I had two takeaways every time I would see him. One, no one was coming up to him and talking to him. No selfies, no autographs, none of that. And two, I was just looking at his body and looking at his legs and I'm like, how the hell did you survive that season? How did you survive that Browns game? I'd like to talk about the Bears. I don't think we've the Bears on the show other than asking Ron Rivera why he wasn't in the Super Bowl shuffle a couple weeks ago (laughs) if you think that the Bengals had protection problems for their young quarterback Mm. you're right they were nothing they were the 92 Cowboys offensive line compared to the Chicago Bears they really really were now here's the deal they went and got field so they don't really have the the sparkling draft picks they kind of spent all that they got some money and they got some things they can do to get more money you know who the sixth highest paid player on the Chicago Bears uh, payroll is Nick Foles. Wow. They had a lot of wow. money. They got to deal with that. But before we get into all the Bears contract situation, I had an exchange with Matt Nagy a few weeks a few weeks ago after he was let go of the Bears head coach, and he had a lot of things to say that most of which I won't share. But I thought it was really cool. One of the things he said, I think he'd feel comfortable with me sharing, is, I want you to know, I want everyone to know that Justin is the real deal, and he's going to bring a championship to that town, and you got the right guy, which I thought was really cool. They got to help this dude. I mean, they really, really do. This is a young star. Again, think of Burrow in his second year. Fields going into his second year. A first-round quarterback. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the division anymore. This might be wide (laughs) a-open. Vikings, who knows? Lions, who knows? Justin Fields should be a superstar in this league. One of the cool young quarterbacks. He doesn't even make those montages. He doesn't even make those photoshops. Uh, he's walking through the hotel in Super Bowl week. No one cares. Anonymously. Or Anonymously. Just this tall guy with a hat on. No one comes up to him. A year from now, that should be completely different. It's up to the Bears and a new coach, new GM to support him. Bear
3: down. Let's go. I'm, uh, the Bears have a quarterback. All right, I'm going to go to the NFC South. Give me the New Orleans Saints who don't really have their quarterback. You
1: want them to go all in?
3: Winston Winston's coming off of a, an injury. We saw Trevor Simeon. Sean Payton oh. has walked away. Right. Yeah, I, I want them to go all in. With what a money? quarterback for Dennis Allen. Mm. To your point, yes, they are salary cap. I mean, I think they're like $70 million over the cap Mm -hmm. right now. So it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of beignets and maybe even some absinthe to kind of move some numbers around. But they have a lot of talented players that they can make a move for. Look, Michael Thomas is due a lot of money. Who knows Mm -hmm. uh, what could end up happening there. But I think if you look in that division right now, Tom Brady is removed, as, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Carolina is still trying to rebuild. Atlanta, we don't really know what's going on with that. That The Saints are the best team in that division right now. They just need a quarterback. Alvin Kamara, one of the best offensive lines in the league mm-hmm. right now. And their defense, the number one red zone defense in the entire NFL, they, they, they kind of flew under the radar a little bit. So I think the Saints are poised and ready to go. They just need a big swing at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in the same division.
7: Are you? And I'm looking at the ownership. Groups. Where are you going? David Tepper is not a quiet man in the corner of a room watching all these NFL teams mm. spend money. And br- David Tepper with the Panthers wants to win, and this guy has more money than all these owners. And it's time for us to go and do something big. Now, I know there's a salary cap, but when I say he's got a lot of money, it's not that it's that. There's an an attitude, there is a ethos, there is a way you go about your lifestyle, and David Tepper is not meek. This guy swings for the fences. I spoke to him on Friday night, I was at an event, and Tepper and his wife Nicole were there, and I was just like, how's the Super Bowl? And he's like, gosh, would it be great to play in one of these things. No, I- like All the owners are at the Super Bowl, and all the owners uh, pop in at events here and there, but gosh, is it painful watching other teams be celebrated and you be on the sidelines when you know you want it so badly. I look at the team, McCaffrey has been hurt the last couple years, but gosh, when he's healthy he's good to go. The defense is young and talented and ready to rock. They have a gaping hole at one position, the quarterback spot. And I look at Russell Wilson, I look at Aaron Rodgers, I look at Deshaun Watson, I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, I look at Kirk Cousins, I look at all these guys who might possibly be on the block or might be able to be acquired heck, I look at Tom Brady, and if Tepper says to him, Brady, here, we'll make it work together. You can be a part of my hedge fund. I don't know what you sure. want, mm-hmm. just help bring me to the Lombardi. That Panthers team has been like eight and eight, seven and nine, nine yeah. and seven. When you run Appaloosa Hedge Fund Management, where you're a fifteen billion dollar company, you're not sitting there to be mediocre. So I just look at David Tepper as a figure. Forget Matt Rule, forget Christian McAd, David Tepper as an individual, and thinking about, hey, you have to acquire, go and go and get pieces and yeah. spend money. Yeah, that might be the guy who might want to do it. So, Panthers, we haven't talked about that. You said we haven't talked about the Bears since. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the Panthers since November. Correct. So, I think the Panthers are a team to watch in the quarterback position especially. Mm.
1: What would be the biggest swing? Aaron Rodgers probably, right? I think so, yeah. It's not the riskiest, but it's the biggest. If you can land him, that's the one, right? Mm. So, if you're Aaron Rodgers, then, if you're sitting here, is it Carolina? Where does he want to go? It's Denver, right? This Broncos squad, it comes down to why would you take a big swing? Because you haven't needed the position. There have been 11 different starting quarterbacks for the Denver Broncos since Peyton Manning was at the helm there. Uh, You have Nathaniel Hackett, who deserved that job, had success. Players love him, and I'm not taking that away from him, but it's the connection is impossible to not make between him uh, and Aaron Rodgers. So I just feel like they should make the biggest swing because unlike the Panthers, who I think are still younger – and developing and need a couple more pieces, the Broncos could win now. And so their window is now a la the Rams. Uh, at GMFP with your thoughts, let's talk a little Joe Burrow. We put the entire league on notice, of course. He played in the Super Bowl. Um, including his rivals in the AFC, I think. So believe it or not, after this Super Bowl run, Joe Burrow should be viewed as the top quarterback guys in the AFC. Oof.
7: Believe it, he he got there. Josh Allen, it was an awesome story, and he did everything he possibly could, but he still hasn't reached the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is the guy now. And I, I know that sounds blasphemous if you're looking at statistics and you're looking at pre-draft but Like, this guy carried a team from a four-win season all the way to one drive away from winning the chip. Mm. Um, he's the guy, and this offseason, I imagine he will be the guy. That means endorsement deals. That means a lot of NFL network hype, a lot of ESPN hype. This guy has gotten there, and he's earned it. What he just did should not be undersold. Now, Allen and Mahomes, and, and we can go through the list with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson coming. They're, the AFC is loaded with young talent. But none of those guys are coming off the campaign this guy had. I I don't think the Bengals are going away, and I certainly don't think Joe Burrow is suddenly going to be viewed as an up-and-coming quarterback. No, he is the guy. And he beat Mahomes twice and did so in Mahomes' building. He deserves it.
3: Yeah, I think he's at the top of the the AFC in his division, but not the entire conference. So he, he's the top of the AFC North. And I think the the word saturation kind of comes to mind when I think about young players. Having a big year, all right, it's his second year. Look, I'm going to stay in that division, Baker Mayfield. All right, I, I think that... A lot of people got oversaturated with Baker Mayfield and his commercials and all that. So, this offseason will be interesting to see how Joe Burrow handles this. Because, mm. look, on game day, he showed up in a camouflage suit. Mm-hmm. Listen, players see stuff. They see the commercials. They see the endorsements, the advertisements. Some people get a little jealous. Some people see all that, and they say, oh, man, you know, he's blowing up. But from a football perspective and a standpoint, to me, Mahomes is still the top quarterback in the entire AFC. Mm-hmm. Look, that's nice. I'm sure Mahomes is like, yeah. Hey, hey, nice season, Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was really cool. You got to play in the playoffs. Can you do it again? Because I'm there every year. So until you start doing it multiple times, yeah. That's when you start to become in that category. Of, hey, you know what? This guy's a lock every single year. Tom He's Bradley. won a Super Bowl. Every single year, Tom Brady was hosting the Super, the AFC Championship game in in New England. Mm-hmm. Like that was a lock. You know Mahomes is going to be a part of that game in some capacity. Joe Burrow, he could get there, mm-hmm. but again. One-year wonders. Look, I mean, we've all heard. of Right said Fred. You gotta, you gotta have a sequel. Funny, you guys both mentioned the commercials.
4: I find myself terrified about what commercials Joe Burrow's going to show up in next season. As far as the football stuff, no, he's not the top quarterback. No, no, he was the he was the hottest quarterback this year, and he's maybe the one you want to buy stock in. And a million other segments we'll mm-hmm. do on the show. But the top, no, I think it's it's I think it's Mahomes and Allen neck and neck. He didn't have a crazy transcendent year. He didn't play terribly well in the Super Bowl either. If you were to have a fantasy draft, right, and you could have many of them, I don't think you're taking Burrow over Allen or Mahomes.
1: Next up, guys, Ian Rappaport reported that the Packers are prepared to make Aaron Rodgers the highest-paid quarterback in the game in 2022. They want to go all in on him to keep him happy, to keep him in Green Bay. So believe it or not, Aaron Rodgers has the best chance at winning another Super Bowl if he stays put and re-ups and does a deal where he is the highest-paid guy in Green Bay and the highest-paid quarterback in the league,
4: it's a good question. I think it's yes. I think you just you just have a free pass every year to the playoffs, <laughs> a free pass. Most likely, you'll be a one seed, maybe a two, and yet they never get there. They never get there. They always get. To, they, they never get to the Super Bowl. So. I, I, I could make some case that he needs a psychological rejuvenation or a control alt delete but no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna check like a poker game. Just stay here and moonwalk into the playoffs like you do every year and try to win a eventually few games. the things go their way.
3: Or maybe not. Yeah. But best shot I think it has to be that sweet, yeah. sweet nurturing NFC North. Look, if he stays at Green Bay, yes, absolutely it's the best shot for him to get back to the big dance, but he's gotta lock in Devontae Adams too. I I, I don't yeah. think I don't think it happens without Adams re signing there. So does Aaron Rodgers becoming the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, does that behoove resigning signing Devontae Adams? I don't know. I know mm. Tom Brady won a lot of Super Bowls mm-hmm. because he took less money. Uh, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. That's got to be a personal decision. But can we just take a look at, I'm talking about going from the pan in, in the fire. Mm-hmm. You, you leave Green Bay, now you're playing in a totally different division. Aaron Rodgers was on record as saying, That's I true. own a certain team, right? Yeah, I, well, he owns a division. It's not just the Chicago Bears right here. This is Aaron Rodgers versus the entire division mm-hmm. in the last three years. John, can I say, tell you, I
4: think if Devontae Adams is not in the Packers next year, I still think they're the, the favorite. To I win think you're game. right. I, I still do, even without the best receiver in the game. I do. That's
3: how dominant he's been. The dominance, maybe a little bit of lack of competition. But, um, yeah, Devontae Adams, I, look, I, I, I'll disagree. I, I think it's absolutely, he absolutely needs Devontae Adams
0: as part of that. That's his go-to guy. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you
2: are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh then it's time for an upgrade with the power of clorox sentiva with an uplifting scent that smells like coconut Also available in Grapefruit and Lavender Scents at a nearby retail store.
5: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't.
1: Super Bowl Parade. That's all happening all day long here on NFL Network. The parade gets going at 2 Eastern. NFL now takes over to set you up at 1 Eastern. And we're here with you until then. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live in New York, February 16th. My name's Kay, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion, John O'Hara. All here and all excited for yep. the Lead Block. Hey, the
4: lead block, let's do it.
1: Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Yeah, they are Super Bowl champions. Their victory parade takes place today. And we'll get you set for that, of course. We've got lots to get to. We're talking some gutsy plays. We'll talk a little Odell Beckham Jr. We've got a Bucks discussion on deck. But a guy who certainly will be at the parade is Sean McVay. 36 years old, youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl. He's never had a losing record in five seasons with the Rams. And yet, there are some rumblings about his future. Not in L.A., just as a coach in general, at least for a little bit. He's not making... Um, I don't know. It is interesting. He asked Guy, he was asked guys, as I see here, mm-hmm. whether he'd return to coach the Rams and he told the LA Times, we'll see. So he's not, he's, these rumblings are happening. And he's not putting an end to them, which is interesting. So we went through this with Aaron Donald yesterday. We'll have to talk about the future of Odell Beckham Jr. at some point. Do we expect Peter McVeigh to coach the Rams next season?
7: Spoken to him a bunch over the last couple days. Very happy right now. I would say everyone just take a second and let him enjoy the parade. But here's what I will say. We did a podcast this summer that was 10 episodes of us interviewing other head coaches. And it was for Bill Simmons and The Ringer and it was on Spotify and Sean loved it. He had a bite at the apple at doing this and just talking and hosting. And The TV stuff is very real. There is a place for him on TV in the future, and if you want to go next level, like Andrew Marchand writes for the New York Post, I saw he had a a quote that said, uh, everyone wants to cover sports media now. So any McVeigh story becomes, no, that's my beat, you know? A lot of these networks are in a transition phase. Like, Al might have called his last game for NBC on Sunday night, and he might be moving on to Amazon or ESPN, and Troy, his contract with Fox is up in the air right now. Sean Payton is now in the pool, whether it be studio show or whether it be in the booth. Amazon might have plans to, hey, here's what our studio show is going to look like. Here's what our booth is going to look like. If Sean McVay enters the fray, you could tear it all down and start all over because I think McVay is the number one hire for all these networks because he's fresh, he's 36, he wants to do this thing, and he's coming off a Super Bowl championship. So there is this TV allure and there is this great pull to him where there are offers going to be made. Like, he can make more money on TV than he's Mm -hmm. making right now to coach the Rams, and it's a far easier job. These coaches, they give their entire lives to every minutiae and second of this thing to make more money, to still live in L.A., to work once a week for Amazon, for Fox, for whoever. It's very appealing, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that I don't think the door is shut on any of that stuff, and if he were to go in to walk into Amazon today and say, hey, I'm interested, I think they would tear up whatever plans they had going into this week to say, let's make it so that McVay is our centerpiece. That's just how much of an allure it is being this defending Super Bowl champion walking out of the coaching ranks. I will also say this. He helped lure Stafford there. I don't think he would ditch Stafford unless they had a really long conversation about the rest of it, the team, the organization, that's whatever. And and it's not about leverage with money. I think Stafford's the key piece. And I don't see him leaving until he and Stafford have a long talk and him explaining that. I know I brought you here, but this is something I need to personally do. It won't be decided this week. It won't be decided in a couple weeks. But I think Stafford is the key point. I don't think he would leave Stafford high and dry and say, hey, I went all this way to get you here. And now we're done. I'm out. I think Stafford's the most important piece. Stafford of
1: keeps game. talking about how mm-hmm. one's not what is. Stafford really is not going more. anywhere. He really wants mm. more rings.
7: Yeah, but the TV thing is real. At some point, mm-hmm. he'll be coaching. Sure. He'll be doing TV, and they want him. So. Thanks, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, Greg. Good stuff, man. I mean, you 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 know him better than anybody. And I don't know, know the for, correct and,
7: answer as of this moment because I don't think Sean knows the yeah. answer.
3: The, the one thing that you hit on that I think is is definitely relatable, and I think everybody just can, can appreciate for is is these coaches are worn out. By the time you get to the Super Bowl, like, these coaches are just flat-out exhausted. Um, f- for Sean McVay, you know, look, even at 36 years old, like, dude, I, I know he's hard. He's half the age of Pete Carroll, who's still doing it, mm-hmm. right? I- and-, and yet, I think that-, that fatigue weighs in. So, the whole we we'll thing, it's, look, I-, I got a lot to unpack here. I got a lot to think about. To your point about the money thing, Shregs, like, I-, I can't imagine Stan Kroenke having an issue You're right. with, like, what, you got other offers? You're not going anywhere. I'm gonna match that. I, I don't think it's um, the money. That's the thinking. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's about the money for him. But you go through the the season, and then it's like the postseason. It's like it's an extra month of football. Look, it's it, it is cumbersome, and, and and it weighs on you. I think the the Stafford aspect of it is, is huge because it was look, we, we put future draft picks to come get you, bring you here. We're gonna do this together. And I think back to like Bruce Arians and Tom Brady when they wanted the Euro. I was like, hey, run it back it back, let's go get two. I think Tom was down there for maybe one year, and then it's like, hey, we won it. Let's go for another year. That desire and the competition, I think that's going to drive him. The one thing I will say to this, for anything that there is for McVay off the field, like that's not going anywhere. You're going to be able to do TV at any point in time. You're a Super Bowl winning coach. It's going to happen. You're, you're, they're 36, and, and guess what? When you're 46, you're probably going to look the same thing. So TV is not an issue. But what I will say this is, when you leave the game, Sean, you miss the scoreboard. There is no scoreboard out there in, in, in any of those other jobs. And you miss the competition. You miss game day. You miss being on that field of battle, lying there with your teammates and coaching staff, exhausted and proud of what you put out there. So I think after a little while, after maybe another trip to Cabo,
5: mm.
4: maybe
3: another a uh, couple, couple of nights in the hot tub, I think he'll be fine and he'll be he's not going anywhere.
4: I hear that at the timing of it. like Take a hot breath for a second and think about it. Getting married this offseason, I'm sure he wants to start a family. That stuff plays with your head big time, especially if you have leverage and you have options. I want to spend more time at home? What am I doing here? I just remember the standing on uh, watching McVeigh on the sideline when the borough pass went incomplete and Donald brought him down and he's erupting and he's running up and down and hugging his players and you see Aaron Donald they're getting face to face with him like that does not exist in media. It does not exist anywhere in the world. John Lynch said that when he came back he was like I missed like you said I missed it Mm -hmm. and John Lynch was a player who couldn't play anymore McVeigh can do whatever he wants in football. I just coaching royalty, it's in his blood, starts as an assistant, like is he, I, I get the whole TV thing and money and all that, and it's great, there, There's, that's not that. I, I don't care if you're on a public access, you're hosting Saturday Night Live, you're this, that, there is none of that. It just won't exist anywhere he goes. And I just think of all the coaches we have, all 32, is there anyone who's more into being a coach than Sean McVay, like any of them? He loves that stuff. He talks it, breathes it, raised on it. If you wanna take a two year break, maybe. There's also this thing of like, I remember at one point, Eddie Van Halen's like, I think I've mastered the guitar. I think I need to do something different. I I need a new challenge. Has he mastered coaching? Like he's been to two Super Bowls, he's about 12 years old. Maybe it's this idea of like, I need a break, more family. And like, I'd also like a new challenge. I'd like to be a rookie in something, maybe, but.
1: First of all, what a luxury that he has. It's amazing, options. Options. Congrats to him, this is wild.
4: I can't see that dude being like, I'm going to walk away from my team and these players to go and sit in production meetings. I just, I don't think he will. Does
1: I it don't. matter that it probably won't be the same team for much longer? We talked about, you yeah. know, Sean Payton stepping away when he did and what he's leaving behind. And you look at this team, Aaron Donald might retire, mm-hmm. Whitworth probably retiring, Um mm-hmm cap wise von miller what do you do again with him because they're against it as far as money is concerned they have no picks to rebuild with so at a certain point we know this window is going to close they're going to have to start paying the piper at some point this squad and you know maybe that's a good time to take a break and starting a family obviously is something everybody keeps throwing throwing out there if he wants to be there when they're they're young and great, but at what point then do you return? Like, when they're 10? Di- like diapers they need cost you. money, too. Yeah. They need you when you're 10 years <coughs> old, right? Like you, guys, you guys are dads. Tell me. No doubt. When, you, when you're factoring into that, because we are saying TV is always going to be there. I don't love that argument, because I think there's such a difference in the amount, not just in the passion and the scoreboard and that feeling of winning or losing, but the amount of work, the amount of stress is really different between, I would imagine, between coaching a team every day and being on TV for 17 weeks. Your thoughts. And
7: and I think uh, the actual year now in TV is interesting because Amazon's starting their stuff. Fox might have an open seat. NBC might have an open seat. Like, those seats get filled. Romo's not going anywhere. Once Mm -hmm. CBS filled their seat, like, this might be the free agent year for TV, too. So it's very odd that these two words... Worlds are merging. I laugh at the starting a family thing. All these coaches sacrifice their families and never have it, and then they have to be like old 60-something-year-old guys, and they're like, I can finally enjoy my family. He doesn't
1: want that, maybe. He sees it every day. He <laughs> he's seen like, it his whole life.
7: I'm 36, and I could say I am start. I want to start a family? These coaches sacrifice their lives and never have a family. Mm-hmm. And They have to go to 30 different cities. For this guy to say, I, I might want to start a family, is yeah. like almost like you have to laugh
3: at wait, it. Wait till he's up at 2 a.m. Uh, with, with a three-month-old that's got <laughs> diarrhea and is throwing up. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll wish he was back okay, coach. So
1: Take a year off now, take two years off now, start your family, go make a ton of money in TV, and you don't have to deal with any of the Rams' window closing and them having to rebuild and adjust. And then come back and you'll have any job you want in the NFL as the head coach. Literally wherever is open mm. and you want to go. Or never sounds come like back. Sounds like a pretty good plan.
4: Madden never came back.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you're a TV exec mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, we can maybe get Sean McVay, but he's 36. He's probably not going to stay here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Mm-hmm. He might return to the game. What do you do if you're them?
4: Well, you know, look at Gruden, stayed there for years and years and years and you just keep paying him and, and putting him in the right spots. I, I, I think the point, too, about like everybody's leaving the Rams now and, and maybe Donald, reti- like that's when ownership has to be like, Sean, this one, we need you the most. Like this is thick and thin here. We hired you when you were fresh out of high school. Like we need you to stay and we're going to do whatever we have to keep you.
7: And to Sean's point, I, I, they will pay him. I know that. I know the Rams w- will do whatever it takes to keep him, but I'm not even sure money is the biggest. It's not a leverage play. Like, what what do you money. think
1: the biggest factor is for him?
7: I think there's the A, the desire to try something new, mm-hmm. potentially, and then B, the complete exhaustion of what this has been for the last five mm. years and not having a second to breathe. Mm. But I'm still saying leaning towards the side that I don't think he would leave Stafford high and dry
3: like this. I think it's tough to leave La La Land, too. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't have Sound to. Nice. Mm-hmm. He
7: wouldn't have to. If you if you do the TV job, you could sit in your La La Land mansion and make the same money and not have to leave and work once a week. Mm-hmm. Sign
3: I, me up. I,
1: The Super Bowl is the biggest stage in all of sports. Every player and coach on the field working towards one goal and that is to hoist that Lombardi trophy when the clock hits zero. Winning the big one doesn't come without risk though and being bold. So right now let's run through five of the gutsiest calls in all of Super Bowl history. We'll uh, have you guys rank them. This was fun yesterday. We're going to start with one play that we just saw baby in Super Bowl 56 Sunday Rams fourth and one on their 30. They're Trailing by four, there's five minutes to go, and this is what McVeigh dialed up. Take a listen.
5: He needs one on fourth down. Cooper
3: Cup in motion. Now sprints. It's a jet sweep. Out the right side. He cuts inside. He's got it. To the 35 before
0: he's drops. The first jet sweep of the game goes to Cooper Cup on fourth and one, and he moves the chains. Super Cup!
1: Super Cup. That, of course, sparked the Rams' 15 play, 79-yard game-winning drive. Cooper Cup touchdown there. That one's fresh on the memory, yeah? Yeah. No doubt. Fresh on the dome. Let's go to Super Bowl 54. Miami. Lots of memories when we talk about the Super Bowl Chiefs. Mm. Down three-zip. Yes. Three-zip in the first quarter, uh, lining up for a fourth and one on the Niners' five-yard
5: line. Kansas City, fourth down on the yard at the San Francisco
3: five-yard line.
5: Damian Williams, and now a handoff, driving left, driving, driving, driving! Down at the one-yard line. And Damian Williams is as close as you can get to the end zone without scoring. Huh? Remember that, Shrakes?
7: The Rose Bowl play is what they called it. They all danced. It was
5: like from movie. the 30s or something like that. It really
4: cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, two plays later, what happens? Mahomes punches one in to give the Chiefs the lead. They, of course, went on to win mm. Super Bowl 54. All right, next up, we're going to Minneapolis. I have a lot of thoughts on this Super Bowl as well. Burr. I literally did not have fresh air once that week. I was in the tunnels the entire time. Yeah. yeah. so wild. I like okay.
3: hamsters. That
1: was Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis. The Eagles leading the Patriots 15-12, under a minute to go in the first half facing a fourth and goal at New England's one-yard line. Take a look. Foles moves to the right. It goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it,
4: and the pass goes into the end zone, and it is a touchdown by Nick Foles. How about
5: that? Come on, Doug Peterson. He goes deep into his playbook, Mel Reese. Now, Trey's played quarterback. He just throws this thing to Nick Foles for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Gutsy,
1: gutsy, gutsy. A statue was then built. Mm -hmm. Philly goes on to win. The whole thing happens. All right, now let's go back to Super Bowl 44 in Miami. The Mm -hmm. Saints were trailing the Colts. This is the one, guys. Ten to six at the half. And what does Sean Payton do to start off the third quarter?
6: Onside kick to start the second half. And the ball bounces off the hands of a Colt. And it looks like the Saints had it for a second Yes. and in the Saints football they recover the onside kick what a fearless start to the second
5: half
1: this was insane. The onside kick sparked a 25-point second half for the Saints as they went on to win that Super Bowl. All right, now, finally, let's get back to Super Bowl 21. Yeah. This was Pasadena. I think we've seen clips of this from you, Peter Schrager, recently. <laughs> the Giants trailing the Broncos. It was 10-9, third quarter, as they line up to punch.
5: This could be a fake punt.
1: They only need less than a yard, and he can run an option.
5: Well, they just won a takes a lot of guts to call it. It's easy to put in, hard to call. Kyle?
4: That's a wonky one. That's Jeff Rutledge, who was the backup quarterback to Sims. Parcells put him in as like an up-back, and then they decided, once they saw how the Broncos lined up, go take the snap and sneak it. So it was a really odd one, but still a bold call.
1: It was a go-ahead touchdown right after yeah. that. On that drive, they never look back, by the way. 24 unanswered points. They won 39-20, to 20, giving the Giants, your Giants, Sean, their first Lombardi yeah, that was trophy. Bart
3: Oates snapping the ball. So nice. The, the, the reason show. I
1: have those tags is these gutsy plays swing the game. Uh-huh. They After they happen, it's usually big and momentum is a thing and we all know. That. What do you call it? Uncle Mo? Uncle Mo. Uncle oh, Mo does his real. thing. He's real. Alright, you guys are now ranking these gutsy, some, some kind of wonky calls on your whiteboards. One to five, Peter.
7: Alright. Um, Peter, you want a second? I can go. Yeah, you go first.
4: Alright, uh, I'll do it quickly. I got that Giants one we just saw as way up here at number five. It was in the middle of the field. The Giants crushed them in that game. I don't think it was terribly okay. momentum swinging. The Cooper Cup one, I know it's recent. I don't think it swung the game either way. It was still we're,
1: good. like, high off of the fumes I know. of the Super Bowl. That's it's why still, we love it. Yeah.
4: Like it's, it's, we're still huffing that Super Bowl. The Eagles won. I still have it three. It was the second quarter. It did not determine the game, and yeah. it's not a Doug Peterson thing. Nick Foles called it himself, so I can't give that co- credit to the coaching staff. The Chiefs won. You can't really mess around in the red zone. They did this crazy <laughs> dance where they yeah. turned their back to the end zone. Even for the Bien-Ami-Reed-Mahomes thing, that was nuts. But the Saints. Because of the stakes of that.
7: And on the other side? Yeah,
4: if, if they blow it, and if, by the way, the Colts played it pretty well, mm. Hank Basket just couldn't bring it in. If they give Peyton a short field and he goes down and scores a touchdown, Sean, Sean Peyton is, is massacred for that call. What were you thinking? You were playing it well. Why did you mess with it? And he didn't care anyway. And he said, screw it. I'm going for it. And they ended up winning. I think that is still the number one. Onside kicks don't work. It's the crazy. percentages are yeah. objectively low. Even surprise onside kicks, and it worked. It, I still think it's
1: That plays his legacy. It's like his It's, it's, it's amazing. Right. It's a
4: spectacular yeah. uh, show of, of, of guts. I'm going to go
7: context. Okay. And to go fourth and one and hand it off to your wife wide receiver and if they don't get it we're not talking about McVay having a chance at TV. This, McVay's a failure. <laughs> McVay is, a, is, is all talk. Two-time about, loser. To go to cup on Number that one. fourth and uh, one, this is usually the Robert Woods play. Robert Woods out. He beats two right. Like, it's a gutsy call, man. It's a gutsy call because you have running backs so that you could hand him off. You sounded
1: track. like Sean McVay. It's a gutsy, it's a gutsy, call, gutsy call, man. call, man. I
7: go cup one. I go <laughs> Philly special two because Brady wasn't being stopped that day. And if they don't get a field goal and they don't score there. Okay. Third, I go Saints because, okay, they don't get the onside kick. It's ten to six. Let's see what happens. A whole half left to go, mm. and then Chiefs and Giants. One of them was in the first half. The other one. Was, so it's all about the timing and when it happened, and the decision to put the ball in a wide receiver's hands on the biggest play of the season when he's not a traditional running back. I thought that was the gutsiest thing to do. And if they hadn't gotten it, we would be killing that play call, killing that play call mm-hmm. right now.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. We we just talked about it, that that being one of the under most underappreciated plays, and to to give it to Cooper Cup on that play, that the play call itself was, was tough. But but they had to go for it. So for me, I put that list. I put that play on the bottom of my list because it was fourth and one in the game. Like you were gonna go for fourth Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. You had to go for the first down. So that was a no brainer. But Kyle, I'm with you. Going up to number one here, the Saints in Super Bowl 44 to start off the second half with an onside kick. (laughs) Uh, I mean that right there. You know you have to have your mind made up when you leave the locker room. Like hey, we're we're gonna surprise onside. You're playing Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, so it's like look, we got to do something. And the risk right here is you're giving the pay, you're giving the ball to Peyton Manning Short at the 40-yard line. line, like. That Dumbie. was an unbelievable gutsy call because you didn't have to do it. Some of these other plays, you had you had to go for it. I think the Philly special, I have it in number two right here because of, of a couple of reasons. Fourth down, you mentioned it was in the second quarter. Hey, take the points, right? It would have been so easy to just kick the field goal, take the three. That's, true. But yes, yeah, that's good a good point. point. Fourth and two, the players are like, hey, let's do it, let's do it. Right, right, right. There's so many variables in that play. You hand off the pitch, and then Burton throwing it. And you got a quarterback catching the football. Quarterbacks are catching used to catching it. We've seen some quarterbacks struggle for that. In the so same game. That's that a gutsy, gutsy call.
1: Uh, why? Tom Brady? You're talking about him? No more Tampa? Where's he going? Okay.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you are
2: you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh then it's time for an upgrade with the power of clorox sentiva with an uplifting scent that smells like coconut also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Blake Shelton's biggest fan and yeah. Did I say that right? No. Blake Shelton's Will's biggest. Blake Shelton literally fanboys over this guy in the blue tie that gives us the news who we love and miss dearly. What do you got for us?
6: Although Joe Burrow didn't see his dreams fulfilled of winning a Super Bowl, he did get a chance to go on stage at a post-Super Bowl event with Kid Cudi. So there you go. Now, we also have some good news, more good news for Joe Burrow when it comes to his injured knee. There's a lot of interest in that for good reason. NFL Network insider Ian Rapoport is reporting Burrow will not need surgery after spraining his knee in the Super Bowl. He'll have to rehab the injury, but it shouldn't drastically alter Burrow's offseason, which is good. Rap- also reporting Rams wide receiver odell beckham jr is expected to undergo surgery on his torn acl in the coming days in adding they're going to try and do the surgery as soon as possible since obj is a pending free agent and they want him to get back in healing as soon as possible and practices began tuesday for the first ever hbcu legacy bowl which features top 100 or top 100 prospects from historically black colleges and universities. Quarterback Aquil Glass from Alabama a and looking to impress the over two dozen NFL scouts in attendance. He spoke with our very own Bucky Brooks and Steve Weish. Are you feeling any pressure to, to show yourself a little bit more?
4: No, at the end of the day, you know, pressure is what you put on yourself, and you know, I don't put it, I don't put any pressure on myself because I've trained to do this since I was six, seven years old. So it's what I do. It's an honor to be out here and have these scouts in front of me, and for them to know who I am and recognize my talent. So at the end of the day, it's not pressure. I mean, I
2: love it. You know, pressure makes diamonds.
6: Oh, okay there. Pressure makes diamonds. Like him already has the ability and already has the swag to go with it. You can see Glass and other top prospects at the HBCU Legacy Bowl mm-hmm. this Saturday on NFL Network at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Glass will be highly coveted being a quarterback because, Kay, there are a lot of teams that could be looking for a quarterback, maybe starting with the Bucks.
1: Yeah, definitely starting with the Bucks. Excellent segue. It's like you threw a piece of paper at me from your perch, and I'm catching it, and we're going to keep this convo going with those Buccaneers. Uh, They're most likely going to be a completely different team next year. Even Dan Hansis has the 19 guys outside the top 15 in his power rankings. I can't believe he had to do power rankings already before anything oh. happens. Uh, but with Tom Brady removed, the spot at Tampa's quarterback is obviously built for the taking. So how do the Bucs go about filling the hole at quarterback this offseason? We're hearing glass, you know, we've got Corral guy. There's some quarterbacks, but Peter, I
7: Matt Corral talk. Peter, I go yeah, right. to you. I I'm
1: a big Matt Corral fan. I met him. I like him. But it's not a deep quarterback draft yeah. class. Free agency is where it's at.
7: <laughs> yeah, and they drafted one last year with Trask, like you said. And they have Blaine Gabbard as a possibility. But is there any way Brady will come back? Like, I feel like even in Tampa, Tampa? I talk to those guys. They're like, is it really, really true? Is he really, really leaving? It's done, guys. It's done. He's leaving. Um, I think they would go for a veteran quarterback. I don't. I don't think they're gonna hand the ball to Trask. They're, they're built to win now still. You still have Mike Evans, you still have Levante David, you still have Devin White. This team is loaded. I, I, I would have to think that they're gonna be he- heavily invested in finding at least a veteran quarterback, whether it be a Jimmy Garoppolo, if that's a possibility to yet again replace Brady. Rop up for Brady that's again. like
1: a stopgap, though, a little bit right I now. I guess, Trask
7: might be the future, they yeah. like him, but he's a third round pick. I'm trying to think of the veteran quarter, and it's it's not gonna be Jameis, I'll tell you that. Is it Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it might be Aaron Rodgers. You know, you all
4: but said like, uh, earlier in the show that the Panthers are gonna sign one of these monster quarterbacks, yeah. So that's right there in the division. You better have somebody. I know,
7: you better have something. So right. I, I just I'm I almost feel bad for the Buccaneers guys. They went all in on Brady and it, they get the two years, and now it's like we're back at square one, but they're not. You still have that same ripe roster that you could surround him with. I just don't see it being a rookie or one of the young guys they have on roster. I think it would be a veteran quarterback, if not that top, top tier guy. Maybe if one of those second tier guys are available. And I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is mm-hmm. a second-tier guy compared to the Rodgers and the Wilson and the Watson. They
1: don't have a ton of cap space. They have a ton of impending free agents. Is it a team that's competing or a team know. that's rebuilding? Because I don't know.
7: I don't know either. I don't know if they know. I think at this point they're still in the wake and in the misery mm-hmm. of Brady. Can Lee. they
1: rebuild on the fly? Maybe. I guess, yeah. They got
4: I shatters. look at, you know, Bruce Arians, you always, you always bring up his quarterback look resume. At this. He doesn't do these projects. He's going to lose all these guys, yeah. and then he's going to go to Kyle Trask. Arians is like... Locke, Peyton, Roethlisberger, Bra- those are my guys. Amen. I-, I can't think of a time in his career he's been the guy in charge of this sort of crazy third-round pick who is completely green. I, it's hard to envision him even staying there and doing that job if that's the
3: quarterback. I like
1: hearing they like Trasks. If you don't they like them. go ahead and draft a quarterback they in the first them. round.
3: Yeah, I mean, right now they're scouring the earth right now for those quarterbacks out I don't know. I mean, maybe they bring in an Andy Dalton and try to resuscitate his career. Um, I don't know about that. The Kyle Trask thing is interesting <laughs> because, you know, while he was buried on the depth chart, they have nothing but great things to say about him. And with Byron Leftwich, uh, former quarterback, I mean, Kyle Trask, I is he good? I mean, nobody wants to replace Tom Brady, right? Like, nobody sure. wants to come down there. I mean, when you see what he did in that, in, in that last playoff game, to that th- last throw to Mike Evans, like, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks that could do that. No. And, and that's obviously a huge task. But the Kyle Trask thing, to me, financially, has some interesting implications. All of a sudden, you look at all these rosters, all these guys they got to sign. The only way you could sign all those guys is if you're not paying a big time quarterback. So the fact that he was a, a third round draft pick financially could motivate them to be able to sign all the mm-hmm. different
1: guys. What's the plan? I know. Let us know what the plan is, Buccaneers. How <laughs> should crystallize a little more? The fact that this show more. is three hours this week is so funny.
4: Now we're like, all right, Buccaneers. <laughs> can we take down the curtain <laughs> the what just happened okay? <laughs> The
1: third hour of the show, You looked like you were begging me for help like I've never seen before in my life. We have
4: a thing going on. When I was in L.A., I went and had lunch at Fogo de Chow. You know those places where they... You, you know,
1: did not go, yes, go to, did. Fogo
4: to Fogo de Chow. Right, First day I was there. For lunch? lunch? One. Table I went for my, one? I went <laughs> by myself. Did you eat the I whole sword? I was bored. Yeah, there was one there. Did
1: you hit up that sizzler in Inglewood? Because I thought about it. I thought about it.
4: There was a sizzler on the way. Here's what I thought about bringing it to the show. You got that sweet thing that's the red or the green button. Yeah. And when it's green, they're going to bring that meat. And when it's red, pfft. On that one, when we started that topic, I put the red button like, up for okay? right? So, <laughs> so here's here the cue. No yeah. bacon rack scalp for me. Yeah, here's
1: what it is. We, <laughs> they, we have this Bucks discussion happening. We weren't necessarily going to go there. Will Selva throws it to me, like, how about those Bucks? So we have to go there. I get the ball, and I'm looking to give it to my running back no, here. I want it. The cue is when, on. when one of the guys don't either don't want to talk first, don't have anything <laughs> particularly passionate to say, they sip their water. Yep. And it's, it, him, Nate Burleson used to do this. They, they so if they have lie, the mug in their mouth, I'm like, oh, well, let's go somewhere else at the table to direct traffic. and It's not subtle. You no. looked. <laughs> that was- I was going
4: a two-handed, like I was on a You
1: Folger were like smart. this.
0: You were like, ah. <laughs> that was your I don't want to not that But Peter, you did a great job. You I were tried. my second read. The I don't
7: think that was a second read. I'll take it out. No, no, no. I was the Ben Skaronic on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to me. But yeah. you caught it. I did. I did catch it. Uh, Fogo de Chow?
4: I went by myself. I, can't, lunch. I, can't. Day, I went not I like, It was like 11.45 a.m. I went there. Please tell me you
1: had a <laughs> baseball cap down to here, huge oh sunglasses, and a mask, because that is wild.
4: Proud of it. Would do it again. Great meal. Table for one. Just one. And the guy was like, do you want some or something and nobody's going to join you? I'm like, no. As long as that guy with the big old sirloin skewers joins me, I'm going to be fine cleaned up. So when it's up.
1: just you and there's no one there, are you still using that red-green thing or is it like yeah. the jig is up, it's yeah. you know, normal right. service? I did
4: the red-green And then they give you those tongs and as they slice off the delicious meat, what is in the 9E that is so incredible? Tell me, tell me, what are you, we t- talking about that is so help. compelling? Come, okay. Come. okay, all right. We're talking about meat here. All right, let's go. Let's let's break, yeah. <laughs> Some this, nappy This show
1: shouldn't be three this. hours. since we Let's call our show. Shot. like Anyone?
4: a bold prediction of this <laughs> we're the show that uses the term bold prediction it's gonna be fun here we go
1: let's do
4: it we'll be longing for these days in june when we're
0: on air okay you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower